Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Jeeves. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name is David Baxter. I am in the studio with Madison Clark. Hello, mate. And we are back for a big, big review of the round two win against Adelaide. The round three clash against the Tigers and everything else, Sydney Swans. Mads, pleasure as always to have you in the studio here, mate. The new Horde studio setup we've got here on Chapel Street. It is fantastic. We are buzzing. How are you feeling, mate? We're flying. We are flying, aren't we? I haven't felt this way. I was saying to a mate the other day, actually. I haven't felt this way since 2016. And I probably feel better now than I did in 2016. We're the underdogs. We're young. We're hungry. We're playing a bloody good brand of football, Debs. And, uh, well, I mean, I want to keep a lid on it. I really do, Debel, but it's hard. It is. Nah, Mads, it's very hard to keep this lid on it, mate. Like, we, we're we two in zip. We've beaten what was a supposed contender. Well, they were prelim finals. Prelim Debs. finals from last year. And they went all right last week against Geelong. Nearly got the win down there. At Should have gotten the win. So that, that's one win. And then we've beaten Adelaide comprehensively. Probably could have beaten by more. Um, and probably could have been a bit closer as well if they kicked straighter. But it is hard to keep the lid on, mate. But it's just exciting times. And there's just so, so much to go through from the weekend, mate. And it's... Where do you even start, Mads? Where do you start? What was the, I think the what was the biggest thing for you to come out well, of the weekend? I mean, Dable, you you really can't go past the Budwa. Yeah, oh, you really can't go past. How that. good was it to have him back? He how's the aura? Well, as Isaac Haney said, they just walk a bit taller, Dable, when do. he's out there, and I think that he really does offer that. That That's what he brings to the table. And I think the things that he does off-field with the younger guys is fantastic. But when he's out there with you, there was no hullabaloo about it, about him being there. I think he's I think he's pretty well-rounded, especially being a new father, Debel. But he just sort of picked up where he left off. There are a bit of bit of cobwebs, you know. He, yeah. he did get run down by your man, Paul Seedsman. Um, but to see him boot a goal from outside 50 and end up with three was... Really, really good to see. He was off most of the last quarter. He didn't play a lot of game time, but he he did everything he needed to do in his in his return after you know five hundred plus days off the park. Yeah, it was huge to have Buddy back, and it was so good just to sort of get that out of the way early with the, you know the cheap chip pass. To he Bud. needed a goal early. Didn't needed he? a good goal early outside fifty. You know he's taken the mark just inside the ring there, and then he's gone back from fifty-five. Got that contentious play on call, which is a bit interesting part of the game at the moment mm. with the what they call their natural arc mads. But yeah, he got called play on, booted it through from fifty-five, still kicking at sixty-five. It's great to see the the left peg still there, the left shoe. He's still kicking it over 55, 60 meters very easily, and he looked like he's really slimmed down as well. Massively, mate. Mm. Yeah, really good point. Really good mm. point. And I think that's just the the way the modern game is going to go when you this power forward is nearly it's nearly lost to the game, you know, the the 110 115 kilo gorilla who plays out of the square is no longer. It's no you, longer. You, you've got to be mobile, you've got to be able to get up got and to be an athlete table. You do. And and that's what he looks like. He's he's closer in body type to what he was sort of those early, you know, fourth, fourth and fifth year at yep. um, at Hawthorne. That, that's sort of where what he looks like to me. Wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. I like the way he operated with Logan McDonald. There was one play where he, he, he rinsed him a little bit for not going to him, but then Logan went back and kicked the goal, which yep. was good. But I thought it looked like, and, and this is what I took great solace from, because I've, I've been thinking, people ask me, what the fuck has Buddy been doing if not playing football? Yeah. And I said, well, he, he puts in work with the young blokes. And I said, bullshit, Matty, he does not. 
He definitely does, and you could tell from that game that they they're close. They all, they're all yeah. great mates. They love each other. They want nothing but the best for it each other. It was interesting. It's interesting you say that. That was definitely noticeable. I don't know if you saw it. There were sort of those halftime images of the boys in the rooms. You know, buddies like on there getting a massage. And you know, he's joking with Logan McDonald, yep. and you know, you can tell they're just not. They just haven't met each other. Yeah. You know, yesterday. You know, they've done this preseason together. They're a really tight knit group up there in the forward line and geez I like the look of Papley up there too on the weekend so we, we've had discussions of you know wanting to inject Papley into you know into the midfield to sort of get that burst play but geez his forward craft cannot be unestimated because that one goal or one or two goals that he kicks a game is the goal that another small forward would not be getting because he's sure. so creative and his execution is very very good for that that in inside small forward. And uh, for that, sure. I love seeing what he did on the weekend. He, he was good for mine. De- Debel, the, the, only, the only thing I've – my knock on Papley from the second half of last year, not, not necessarily this year. I don't want to bring this year into it. He was believing his own hype and he was getting around himself a little too much to the point where he was woefully inaccurate the second half of last year. Yeah. And I think he's definitely been a lot less selfish – this this year, and yeah. I think he's just that's just going to take a while. He's changed the way he plays the game. He yeah. used to be hungry, hungry, happily. He's not anymore. Um, he's he's a lot more unselfish and and looks for players in better positions, which is great. I just think that'll take a little while to work in, but it's it's a damaging forward line when you really look at it. Yeah, look, there's people are starting to do their you know their roving all Australian sides and that type of thing after round two, but. Our forward line looks very, very dangerous, and I like the way it looks up there with McDonald and Heaney. Well, Debel, that's a name that that again has gone unheralded in the uh, in the midst of the the Golden and McDonald and now Braden Campbell fanfare. Isaac Heaney is just playing his best football. Hundred percent. Now I think he's uh, he's just going to explode in a week or two. I feel he's yep. just going to have that you know six seven goal game and absolutely tear the game up. Apart, because that's what's it. That's how he's trending, mate. He's like, you know, there's a bit, bit more focus on Buddy this week. You know, Logan McDonald was sort of the key focus round one, and I think Heaney's just going to be able to get off the chain with a a lot of attention going to Buddy and a lot of Mc, attention going to McDonald. Yep, I think he's going to be able to get off the chain in in a couple of weeks, and that's what that's what's exciting about us is you've got to put time into a lot of players on our list now. Hundred percent. Hundred like percent. You've got guys to worry about yeah. in our forward line. Big you really time. do. It's not just oh, we're going to put two on Buddy. That's not how it works anymore. Yeah. Because if you put two on Buddy, Papley's running around without a man, or Heaney's running around without a man. It's just it's not how you can play us anymore. Yeah. So either Buddy's a fantastic decoy, or he's kicking goals. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Who do we touch on next? It's uh, well, Errol Goulden was still up and about, amazing. but probably who, who got the rising star this week. It's two for two, Debel. I'll tell you that much. How many clubs have had two rising stars in two weeks, rounds one and two? How many clubs, Mads, have the top three favourites in the award itself? I saw that betting market. Unbelievable. It is crazy to have... Uh, Errol Gould and Braden Campbell and Logan McDonald, the top three in the market to, you know, take out the, the prestigious NAB rising star. Hey, Braden it's was amazing. damaging. Mate, his first half, mate. Damaging. Mate, look, early on, he probably got a, I don't know, ahead of himself is the right word, but did see the interview on 360 yesterday uh, with Jared and Robbo, with, um, with Braden, sort of, he went for a few kicks that didn't come off in that yeah. first half. Uh, and, you know, they just didn't quite, you know, you, when you're pulling the trigger off half back, you, you, you know, you've you got to be hitting, sure of it. You, you, need, to Jake, sure of you need to Jake Lloyd it. And he's pretty much, he was just going for a little bit too yep. much. And that's sort of what he got through yeah. the messages from the runner and obviously from the coach's box is, you know, just go back to basics, hit the first option. And that's what he did, mate. He, but he was, he was best on at halftime. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, off half back, you know, in his second game, having 21 kicks, he's obviously just got the license. He's used that left foot off half back, and they, and the players are getting it to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing. The players have confidence in him, mate. So Look, he's he's a ready-made slingshot half backman, and it's so exciting to see. Now, 
Deeple, I don't give uh, any any sort of airtime to uh, that puppet of the AFL, Jared Healy, and that slob, Michael uh, Robertson. <laughs> um, have no interest in watching it. How did Braden come across? Yeah, really well presented, mate. Uh, you know, I reckon he's probably definitely had the media training. There's no doubt about that. But I reckon he's a private school boy. He, he comes across a little bit private yeah, school that boy. That haircut is very private it's school boy. It's prim and boy. proper, but I, I don't mind that, mate. Oh, I don't, hey, hey, you know I love a private <laughs> school boy. <laughs> mate, well, you're talking with one of the best of them right now, Mads, Matt. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Um, so just quietly, we're, we're a big fan of Braden Campbell, obviously. He, absolutely. No, he, he came across very well, and it's just, I think, coming through the Swannies Academy, it's just, you know, they're, they're built for footy. They're just built with footy from a young age. And, and you know they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they, we did speak about that before. It's just, you know, it's so good having these guys drafted from New South Wales. And no go-home factor. No go-home factor. And it's massive. And it's un, it's obviously got to be taken into calculation when you do draft people. Because, you know, if you lose them after, you know, year three, year four, you invest all this time and they go home, it's a, it's a big loss. It's a big um, loss. It is, mate. Errol Goulden was phenomenal again. Look, I, d- I don't think we need to delve too deeply into him. He's he's a jet and yeah. he's ready-made to play and AFL made, and he's, that's fine. And in, in my opinion, for mine, Mads, he's – For pl- yours, table. For mine, he is playing the hardest position on the ground, that half-forward role. It's nearly – a lot of players playing half forward these days, it's where they go to, you know, when they've got nowhere to go. It's like, where can I get this guy a game? We'll put him half forward, see how he goes. A, he'll get a kick or two. He may even kick, kick a, goal, a goal, you know. And, and, you know, you're a bit lucky, but, mate, he's dominating in that role. He's lethal on his left foot and just exciting. Did he hit the scoreboard on the weekend? Yeah, he did. Get a cheeky goal in there as well. So yeah. He's got four for the year now, so... And having, as we touched on last week, having 22 across half forward is getting the ball in your hands a lot. And I'm pretty sure he's in the top five for score involvements in the league. He's a fucking jet, Dable. Dable, I'm going to tell you who had an absolute shocker. And he wasn't great last week either. Wasn't great last week. You, do you know who I'm going to say, Dable? I think I do, but I'll let you say it. Dane fucking Rampy. Yep. Shocking. Made, made, made stupid judgment errors. Got caught holding the ball, I think, three times. And literally, if, what, what it takes kick six. I reckon four of them were directly Dane Rampey's fault. Yeah, well, the three definitely were. Yeah, yeah look, um, yeah, the umpiring was one thing on the weekend. It was definitely coming out he of that. He got um, caught th- those, those three times. He was they, they dead were there. to rights. They were there. It was funny. Sort of after that Friday night game with Brisbane and Geelong and that free Brisbane kick. Brisbane were robbed. Not being paid that free kick with 10 seconds to go in the last quarter there, they were bang on uh, the holding the ball rule come our game on the Saturday afternoon. Obviously, the message had come through that we hadn't paid this one and that we'd definitely pay those free kicks when they're there. And although a lot went against us, the the free kick count was definitely against us on the weekend, but I think a lot of those holding the balls were genuinely there. And we didn't have them holding the ball once in the first half. Yeah. So, there, look, there, there's definitely room for improvement in um, our pressure and tacking, tackling ability because they were – Adelaide's pressure was great. That's a, sort of how they – Phenomenal. Can, that's how they converted, um, you know, when we've sort of dropped the ball a little bit in that back. And that's – it was – yeah, it wasn't as if it was holding the ball, having a lot of time. There's a little bit of that with, like, you know, the buddy one getting run down. But it was not being able to dispose of the ball. So that tackling technique and, you know, Texas kicked Grabbing four of his arm. goals, yep. pinning that one arm, yep. can never be underestimated because you you start doing that every tackle and you can hit the scoreboard massively like we saw on the weekend. And I think that's sort of a, a little lesson we can take out of the weekend. Yeah, but Adelaide aren't a shit team. Nah, they're, they're definitely not, a not, team. They're not a bottom four side. No. You know, they may finish that sort of, you know, they may drop off, but their their tools are there for them to be out to rebuild from this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's no doubt. But it was good to see, great to see JPK, Lloydy, Lukey Parker get a fair bit of the ball as well. They all just don't, they, that's a given. They all do that every week, right? Um, J J Mac, Justin McInerney, thought back he was great. The, thought he was great. Mate, he was quick. Always that, been a big fan of him. That um, yeah, he's unlucky, sort of not to start. In the side after, uh, you know how we finished the back end of last year. It was very good, but, but we've got surplus at the moment. Yeah, we've got surplus depth, of everything, and that's what's yeah. a side of 
sign of a good side is having that depth. But I love that bit of play where he's sort of the chain handball through the middle Loved and he it. was composed by foot into inside the forward 50 because that's what a lot of players don't have. Like They get on these big, quick runs through the middle, take a bounce, they look up and they see you know the play unfolding in, in front of them and it's that decision-making and execution by foot. That's what we need and Justin McInerney has that. So it's definitely one to stick with. Someone else I love is Warner. Yeah. Chad Warner is, again, just tough as nails. He's he's a midfield replacement for someone, I think. He's just hard as a cat's head. I think once he puts on a bit of size, yeah. he's going to be the one who can just be the inside ball. ball. Yeah. The inside ball, we talk about it a lot on this show, but that's where the ball is won in this AFL game. And then- Well, realistically, we've got two of them, and we've had two of them for a long time. You know, Parker and Kennedy are both... That. And that's probably one position on the ground where we did get beaten was out of the clearances mm-hmm. on the weekend. They were pretty good by clearance. They were pretty good by clearance. And we we're down on, you know, those centre clearance bounces um, and clearances. It was... You, you say know, that, but do you know whose game I loved? Yeah. Tom Higgies. Yeah. They're not, not as damaging not as Not as damaging, week. but hit the scoreboard. Yeah. If, you can't, if you're not winning tap outs, hit the scoreboard. Yeah, and he... Yeah, well, he, what do you have? He kicked his two goals, didn't yeah. he? Nine touches, two goals, 26 hit-outs. Comprehensively has beaten uh, Riley O'Brien. Riley O'Brien? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, reigning best and fairest winner of the Crows. So that is definitely a good sign. Um, but, yeah, clearance work could have been better on the weekend. Absolutely. No doubt, no doubt. And, you know, we had the other guys contributing. Jordan Dawson, 23 touches. He kicked a shocker, and that's the only shocking kick I've seen. Yeah. He's a gun. Yeah, and mate, he's actually a massive, massive weapon for us, yeah. mate. I'd, uh, there were a few times out of the full full back kick, you know, the, the kick in from the behind, and he's roosting it into the middle of the SCG. I think Ball we got scored over the top. 25 points from kicking. From kicking. He's unheard of. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I think it was Brown, he said... On Fox Footy, he was like, you're lucky to score two goals from kick-ins in a month of footy, and the Swans have done it back-to-back weeks. Uh, So over 50 points in two weeks for scoring directly from kick-outs. That's massive. It's huge. Absolutely huge, mate. But look, that's basically wraps up the Adelaide game. It, it was it was encouraging signs. It was good coming off the back of a, you know, Big win against Brisbane and then sort of going up against a side that we we should beat and we've gone and got the Chockeys. It's it's good signs, Matt. Great signs. And I think a big part of it is um, is Don Pike, to be honest, because we've always been able to play the absorb in your defensive 50 and then rebound when you can. And we can still play that. The, 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 good, the good part about having a guy like Don Pike, somebody who's – you know, coach at the senior level, coaching a grand final, is you've got somebody clearly competent and clearly knows what he's doing um, t- for getting their little pre-season camp just just for one second. But you've got you've got a difference in opinion and a difference of game plan that can actually, when synced up well together, as we're seeing, can yep. work incredibly well Absolutely. and effectively. Absolutely. Yeah, Don Pike, for any of the listeners out there, former coach of uh, Adelaide, took them to a a grand final in 2017. And one of our listeners, Mads, actually contacted me um, through the socials and said, let Mads know that, you know, you've always been conscious of horse having a plan A, a plan B, but they've definitely got a plan D with Don Pike now, man. (laughs) There's a plan C. Mate, and, and you know what? I've been so critical of horse, but it's it's good. It, it only adds to it. Yeah, shout out to Eduardo that very for good that Eduardo. One. He's uh, he sent me through that. Did one. he send, did he slide into the DMs? He slide, slid into the DMs, mate. Um, very good. So yeah, look, it, and I think there's a clear clear continuity in the way sort of Adelaide did play in those times and those that fast nature, getting over the back, kicking easy goals. And I think there's, there's a bit of that coming through in in our game. I sort of, personally, before, I'm sure everyone's seen that SEN article going around with, you know, how Don Pike's perfect for the Swans. But even there's sort of a bit of Don Pike in, in our game plan. And there's also, a, there's a bit of Hawthorne about our game plan in being... 
concise by foot and not turning it over and keeping possession and not blazing away. That's a big change that was coming through, uh, you know, last year. And I I sort of – when something works for a footy side, as long as it did for Hawthorne, you've definitely got to look at it. Oh, they're the blueprint, right? Yeah. Hawthorne's the blueprint and then – Unfortunately, I think with this Richmond model, you know that you know they've won three le- f- three flags in four There's years. There's nothing to take from it. You got to have the cattle to play yeah, that correct. game. You know, yeah. you got to have these massive pressure players who can put pressure on and move the ball forward by hand and just swarm. And it's a different type of play to do that. So I think that's sort of why we're sort of going back to this little bit of Hawthorne keeping the ball off. Um, happy to lose the clearances like we did on the weekend, but and then hurt him on turnover. And that's where we've been massive. And we're just accurate by foot, going forward, calculated, hitting targets. And that's where I'm seeing our game plan at the moment, Mads. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It's great. And it's, it's, exciting. Ex- it's exciting. Exactly right, Mads. It's bloody exciting. It's very exciting. It's ex- I'm just loving being in the office at the moment. Yeah. So, but look, you know, there's probably a little bit to look at in the back six. Hopefully the back six can tighten up. Um, not give away, you know, the, the cheap free kicks, be a bit more composed and, you know, be... I'm telling you, that was the worst game I've seen Dan, Ram- Dan Rampy yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave away free kicks, few holding Missed the balls. targets, turned it over. Yeah, it's, a, it's not... Not the, having any of it, Debs. Not the best day out for the great Dane, but, yeah, I'm sure he'll bounce back. as a big leader of the Bloods. He'll be back. Well, he's got a bloody big job to do this week. Big job, big job, which we will touch on in the next segment. That about wraps us up for the first segment here at True Bloods. We'll be back soon. Welcome back to True Bloods. We're back here with segment two. And one of our favourite parts of the show is the social question, Mads. We love a bit of engagement, Dave. We love engagement. We love talking to the faithful. The faithful is what has made and created True Bloods. So whenever we get a post up or something like that, engage with us. We love getting you on the show. And we put out the social question this week. Hashtag ask the faithful. What is the best way to, to negate Dusty this week? The Swans play the Tigers this week at the G and with Dusty coming off two best on grounds in a row, you would think there's going to be some time going into him. Best you would there. think, Dable? You would think so. Definitely for hours, you would think so. For hours, Dable. There would be some time going into him, Mads. If there's not, it's, in a word, troubling. All right, I might kick us off with uh, Mark Cohen. And there was a lot of engagement, a lot to choose from this week, which is great. But Mark has said... Hewitt goes to him. Our favourite George goes to him. And then Florent uh, for when Hewitt needs uh, some oxygen. Other than that, worry about what we can and control our own game plan. Mm. Dusty will do what Dusty does, but if, if we stick to moving the ball fast as we've done this far, then let them worry about us. Up the Swannies. Up the Swannies. Um, no, I had George. George. But we've chosen not to tag in the first two games and it has worked, question mark. Maybe it's worth continuing this. Well, maybe it, maybe it has, but I think we're dealing with a, a bit of a different entity in Dusty. It's a different beast. Yeah, it it's is different a different beast. beast. It's one of those ones where I don't necessarily think it's like the, the whole side should put this invested energy into into no, Dusty. it just needs a it, role player. We need a role player. It's definitely not, oh, we've got to beat Dusty and we win. That's not how I feel about this weekend. But no. uh, a reigning Norm Smith medalist who performs on the big Three stage. Three-time Norm Smith medalist. Who performs on the big stage every time and coming off two best on grounds the first two rounds, a lot of their play goes through him. And you know what, Deeps? Newsflash. This is now the big stage. Yep. We're on the big stage. Yeah. This is two two teams, two and zip, Saturday afternoon Saturday. at the MCG. This is the big stage. This is as big as it gets during the season for us. It is massive. Massive. Yeah. Absolutely. So you not while you don't focus one hundred percent of your energy on him, you need a plan. There needs to be a plan. We're not talking about a guy who is a bloody cross country runner. This is a guy that does his best work in burst football. Power when the game When the game's on the line, those, you know, is it fast twitch? They just get going. Kicks goals, hits a scoreboard. Can't, nobody can tackle him. Just grab the guy's arm, for God's sake. Yeah. Like if, 
I wouldn't mind Warner getting a run on him. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Chad get some time on him. Yeah, for sure. That'd Good be learning a, experience. Learning experience and he's sort of, you know, he's probably got the young ferociousness to go at Dusty, so that'd be fantastic as well. Let's have a look at what uh, some other people have said, actually. Go on. I'll, I'll, just while you're looking at that, I'll jump with my second one and we'll go with Andrew Forrest. And he said, like the picture, which has a you know, picture of you know, six or seven Swannies and then Dusty below. Like the picture he's saying, put these six guys on Dusty. That'll stop him. Maybe. He's like, nah, we'll be right. Hawthorne gave him a fright, so we'll scare the shit out of him. Go young bloods. I think we will scare the shit out of him. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, yeah. and I think it, as we mentioned, it's just sort of going to be, you know, that the team is aware of what's going on. <laughs> you know, we, we put a hard tag to him. I'd like to see George or Warner go through it. Uh, go to him and, you know, just be conscious of his efforts that he doesn't, you know, put on another best-on-ground performance. That's what I want to see. Jace Hollard. Put big, the, put big the, Jace. Big Jace. Put the lizard on him. The Liz. Blakey. Yep. He's only going to learn from the experience and could potentially outmark him one-on-one and does have the aerobic capacity to run with him. Well, a couple of things, Jace. I think uh, Nick Blakey has double the aerobic capacity that Dustin has, to be honest, but about a quarter of the strength, um, which I think will be a problem. But I like like it in theory, but I think in practice he's just not strong enough yet. He's, He's pretty skinny, Blakey. Yeah, and I, I'm sort of I'm more of the thinking of you know put some time to him in the middle with the likes of George and or Warner or something along those lines, and then when he does go forward, the Great Dane can go to the him. Great Dane and can redeem himself. Redeem himself of an average game by uh, your talks, Mads. Yeah, absolutely. But that that's. Uh, the social question. So, please, when we put that up, we love the engagement. So, please, the jump more on the, the more engagement there is, the more answers we'll read out. Absolutely, absolutely. And that brings us to the game on Saturday, Mads. One forty-five at the G. One forty-five. Thirty degrees, sunny day, MCG. What more could you ask for, Dad? I was just trying to think of something else Except to say, the last but that Saturday is, in September. That is that is life, mate. That is absolute. That is perfection. And a 75% capacity crowd, which There's, is good. I reckon they'll, you know, they're going to get 50, probably 50,000, I reckon, at least. Yeah, you, you'd think so. You'd think so. I'll be level two at the MCC, Dable. Where will you be? I will be probably somewhere somewhere near you, I reckon, around those areas, depending where we um where we end up. Not too sure, mate. But I'm, I'm taking my, my partner's niece and nephew, yep. so by virtue... My niece and nephew. Yeah. Um, and, geez, you know, I reckon I've got one of them as a as a bloods man. But the other one, she's a bit bit sort of Collingwood, but, but boy, oh boy, if uh, if we could get up, that might just uh, seal the deal. Hopefully. Go a long way to converting, oh, yes. I think. Oh, yes. It's just huge. I, I, I don't think uh, this is probably one of the most important games Last four years, I'm going to say for us. Yeah, it's it's huge, man. Um, it, this is this absolutely dwarfs. Say that final we played against GWS. You know, this is infinitely more important. If we can win this game, and Debo, I've got a bloody good feeling about it. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want again. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah, right? I'm really enjoying where we're at at the moment. And to be honest. We played two really good games of football. It wouldn't be unlikely that we have, you know, a bit of a dip. I that being said, I, I just think with the the footy we're playing and the belief that we have, and the the crop of kids that we have, because Debel, we're not that inexperienced, as you and I both said before. We're we're actually not. We've actually got Buddy Franklin in our club. We've actually got Isaac Heaney, who's had bloody what. Six, bloody five seasons work, six seasons work. Callum Mills, same bloody thing. You know, we've got Dane Rampant. We've got experience. So there's nothing to say that we're going to be, you know, up and down in terms of form. We've got people who can steady the ship. We've got John Longmire. We've got Don Pike. Why can't can't we do this? Yeah. Why can't we? Mate, I'm 100% with you. And as we've touched on a few times um, this year, is age is no longer... An excuse for us, mate. No, not now. But but I mean, well, 
age is not an excuse because age is not an issue. We've we've got we've got the right mix of people. Yeah, and yeah, we we touched on it last week. Is sort of having the experience in all three facets of the game: the defense, the midfield, and also up forward. So, you know, hopefully those got the the guys we've got there can be be that experience for everyone and the young players, you know, as they've done so far this season, can just come come through and flourish, Mads. Absolutely. But there's going to be some interesting matchups. There's no doubt against uh, the Tigers. And I think starts in the middle. Ex-Swan, Toby, Toby Nan, Curvis, probably one of the players that you could say the Swans would be regretting to have got let, let go of uh, coming up against... Uh, Big hickey in the middle there. I just, I just feel like we, I mean, we didn't foresee Sam Naismith ending up like this. Yeah, that's the only reason. But yeah, big, big, big test for Hickey. Yeah, this, coming up. This guy's a what two, two time Premiership Ruckman. Premiership Ruckman, or maybe three time, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's cooked. <laughs> Toby Dan Curvis. Toby Dan Curvis. You would oh never God. pick it, would you? You'd never pick it. And then you, you've got wow. the players. Let me just list a few here for you. Dion Prestia. Shy Bolton. Dion Prestia, best and fairest winner. Yeah. Dustin Martin, three-time Norm Smith medalist and Brownlow medalist. Trent Cotcham, Brownlow medalist. And Shane Edwards, possibly one of the most underrated players in the comp. Mm-hmm. Look at, and that's just they, – they, they've got quality on all lines and – you know, we're going to be coming up against it. And, you know, you've you've got, you know, as you said, Shy Bolton and you've got your Castanias and you, you've got the boys up back in Broad, Asprey um, and Bolter. So, look, they've got it everywhere, mate. Um, and then you've got Jack Revolt to worry about. You Tom know. Lynch. You know, they're, they're, there's class on every line. Nick Vlosten. That's where I think we, we've got to be really competitive in the middle. The... Most of the time, the game is won and lost in that midfield. Well, we almost have to we have to break even in the midfield because if they if they start winning clearances, we're fucked. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, I think we've lost the the clearances both games. Yeah, but we weren't playing Richmond. Yeah, they punish you. They they, pun- they punish you. You yeah. make mistakes. It's a simple. Everything has to go right for us. Let's be honest. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. Every single thing has to go right for us. Yeah. We can make no mistakes because if you make mistakes, they punish you. They absolutely – there is no team that has scored more off turnovers than Richmond in the last, I'm going to say, four years at least. Yeah. They punish you. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt and then – But we're good by foot. We are. I think we're going to be able to control the game even more evidently on a, on a bigger paddock. Of the MCG, yeah, I think I, I, think I honestly think a bigger ground suits, suits us more. our game style, yeah. like the Gabba. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I was, I was sort of alluding to, Mads, and you know, just that being able to it really opens up the effective kickoff halfback is having that room to run into, and then being able to execute the kickoff halfback. The you know the fifty meter bullet pass. You, we talk about it every week. We've got Dawson. We've got Jake Lloyd. We've got Braden Campbell. They're our weapons off halfback, mm. and they're the ones who have to come to the party on the weekend to be really damaging and on by foot. Yep. It's huge, Matt. It's, it's huge. It, that, like, that's where I think the game is one loss, is how effective we can be and cut up the pressure that the Tigers are going to be pushing on us. We've just, we've just got to break lines, right? Yeah. We've got, we've got to break lines. We've got to, we've got to go head-to-head with them. That's the only way we're going to do it. And we can't be defensive. We've got to. We've got to go on the on the relap on the overlap. We've got to, We've got to do all that. And teams, we've got to kick a few quick early goals. Yeah. We we need to put scoreboard pressure on them early. Need to. We can't be chasing them. We're yeah. not going to. We're not going to chase them down. No way. No way. They know how to win football games. If they go into a lead with three quarter time, two two or three goal lead, we're fucked. We ne- we need to be right there the whole time. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's one thing that we can take out of the first two rounds. It was both sides have got the jump on us, sort of. You know, round round one, Brisbane kicked the first three, and I think uh, 
the Crows kicked the first couple on the weekend as well. So I think there will be a bit of a focus on that to come out running, hitting the ball hard, big contest, and just not giving Richmond any space or, you know, easy footy early on. I think that hopefully you would think hopefully that that's going to be a directive from the coaching staff. Surely, surely. And, I mean, we've... I don't know if we get in their faces and be a little bit aggressive. I, I honestly think we probably don't because that might distract us. I think we, we just have to play our game, play real man-on-man footy. Yeah, a job needs to be done on just Dusty because he can't just be wreaking havoc and kicking three or four goals. Yeah. Because, again, if that happens, we lose. Yeah. Simple as that. I think a massive, massive part of the game is going to be Richmond's forward line with having Revolt and Lynchy up there. Who who goes to who? Well, I think Rampy probably goes to Jack and Tommy McCartan goes to Lynch, I think, to start off the game. Probably but from a height perspective it makes more sense. Yeah, right? and I think I think Tom Tommy McCartan is a bit of an unsung hero. Like we've been talking his praises on this show, but he's been massive for us the first two rounds. There and he's in a lot of people's rolling team of the year so far. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. really good. And I think every week he's gonna be a test for Tommy McCartan. And he's just finding his feet more and more each week, and he's you know he's taking those intercept marks, reads the ball so well, and I'm just hoping he can get the job done again, mate. I think he will. I think he's a jet, and I hate Tom Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's a bit of a sook, isn't he? Oh, he's Tom a, Lynch. He's a sook, and he's a dog also. <laughs> dog. He's That's strong. Dog. That is strong. He's, he's a dog. Yeah, but look. I think there's two, they're a bloody good side. They're though, a bloody Dan. good side. It's sort of any line you look at, yeah, there's, there's there's some quality yeah, there's players there. There's strength there. I mean, you look at the the team I admire the most is your 2001 to 2003 Brisbane Lions, right? Yep. They're the team I admire the most. And you, if you look from from fullback to full forward, they are unbeatable at every position. And and Richmond are, are very very similar to that. Very similar. Yeah. And yeah. it shits me. It shits me to tears to say that, but it, it's true. Yeah, it's it's not ideal, Mads. It's not ideal, but it's who, just who, um, our forward line though. Dangerous. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Dangerous. It really now. is. Let, does Buddy play? I think that, he does. It's a. Ma- it it doesn't make sense for him not to play. I there. think it's absolutely idiotic if they don't play him. Yeah, you're you're being you're being too cautious. Yeah, because look. I know. I understand. You've got a five day break afterwards, and then you've got a then you've got a longer break. Then you've got the sort of seven day break. Just give him that time off. Send him down here. Let's win the fucking game, and then put him in cotton wool. Yeah, because oh. because we're playing Essendon. I'm not saying that's a, that's a lay down Mazer by any stretch, but in terms of games where likely to win, that's the one. Buddy could be the difference in this. Exactly, and the, I think the experience that Buddy brings to the game probably play. He played a bit more game time than I thought. He's pl- probably played three quarters on the weekend, ninety six minutes out of one hundred and thirty. So it's probably a bit He's more than I thought. Quarters. He's played the best part of three quarters, and this is it's such an interesting point whether Buddy plays or not, and it's going to be spoken about until the teams come out on Friday, big time. But. He just has to play. If he's pulled up well, this is a 300-game player we're talking about and who's come off two massive pre-seasons. And by what we understand, he's got close to playing a lot of the time that he's broken down again. So he's got the body of work. It's not as if he's been like injured, not being able to do anything. He's been able to build up his work slowly. And you know he's played 96 minutes last week got through unscathed, and it's not like he was running big distances or anything like that. He has to play Mads. And it's such a big statement for our footy club after coming off, you know, three or four average years of footy, posting a big loss financially for the first time. This is a statement that the Swannies can make to the competition. He's like, we're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. In the famous words of Conor McGregor. 
Debel, that was very well said. Yeah, mate. But look, this is the thing. He has to play, mate. He does. He does. He does. It's, he, it's, they owe it to us, Debel. To the faithful, to the Swans faithful, to the True Bloods faithful, Buddy has to play on the weekend because if he can even make, you know, as Heens says, like just Teams make... shit themselves, Debs. Mate, the boys walk that one centimetre taller walking out there, that slight little bit of confidence of having Buddy next to you. It, it's... It's so massive, Matt. It's the it's intangible, so Debel. It's the intangible. He has to play, Matt. He has Mads. to play, Debel. And I think I've built a pretty strong case there, I if I don't have. say myself, I think you have. Mate. I think you have, Debel. Very good. Very it's good. huge. It's huge. But it's going to be different for, you know, a lot of our players probably haven't been just, on the team. I, I just feel like it takes the wind out of our sails if they don't play him. Yeah. I would be flat as a shit card. As side if side should be unchanged. Should be. Yep, with no uh, no VFL being played at the moment, they're still a couple of weeks away. It's going to be interesting. But you think about it though. In terms of height, I mean, we've got a pretty tall forward line. I'm not even going to count Sam Reed. It's going to be a nice day. It's going to be a day for forwards, right? It's not rainy. It's going to be 31 fucking degrees. Yep. Yeah, it's it's Dry a day. It's a, it's a it's a day to just take marks and kick kick goals. It's an absolute yeah. so, day for so it. So you day take for it. What's the point in taking Buddy out? There's just no point. If it was going to be wet and dour, I can understand why you take Buddy out. It's now is not Buddy on the MCG under the sun. This is tailor made. Tailor made. Come on, <laughs> gee whiz! There's going to be some. Some vocal people, vocal people if he doesn't play. And there's going to be some vocal people if he does play, and I'm going to be bloody one of them, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to be – I'm going to be – oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hate Richmond. I don't know if the faithful realise. If they're on I, the same level as you. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate them. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely not fan. Not a fan, but – Jeez, everyone's just got to come to the party on the weekend. We do. It's we everyone's no passengers, table. No everyone, passengers. Everyone come to the party. They've got their plus one, and that includes one man, our boy. Our boy, we've called for his head, and this is an opportunity for him, as you've just talked about. 30 degrees, MCG, dry deck. Sam Reed, would you like to come to the party? <laughs> There's a party on the hill. Would you like to come? <laughs> Because this is tailor made for him. This is it. This is it. You can't blame anything. Oh, I'm too hot. (laughs) Shut up, Sam. There's a party on the hill. (laughs) Sam Reed, would you like to come? I'm calling you out. Calling you out, Sam. This is this is a time to stand up and shut me up. Put my me in my seat and just say, Debel, sit down. I'm made for this. Kick five, Sam. I dare you. I dare you. You've got. You're gonna. Who's looking after you, Sam? They're worried about Logan and and Buddy. Exactly. Who's looking after you? You're you're getting a third pinch hitter yeah. up forward. Kick up five. Back. Exactly right. Kick five. But like, shut us up, Sam. If that's not the biggest call out we've had on True Bloods, then I think it would be. I think it's up there. It's up there. Well, Mads, that that about wraps up the preview for the Tigers game. I mate. think that was pretty comprehensive. It was. It was comprehensive. I think we we all know where the Swans are going to win the game. Everyone's just got to rock up. And just everyone's got to play their role. Take the baton. Take the baton, pass it on, and get the job done. There cannot be no passengers come Saturday afternoon. I think if we can all perform like we have been, you know, we've got to probably improve, you know, 10 15% on what we've done the first couple of weeks, and then we're, we are right in this game of footy. Absolutely. And if you're in Melbourne, get to the G. Get to the G. We need, need, need us in full voice. I want to be up, up. By 20, at the 26-minute mark of the fourth quarter, and I want to hear the Sydney, Sydney, Sydney as you see the yellow and black walking out of the stands. Oh, it's mate. just something so beautiful. Mate, it's like the bloody Mona Lisa on your eyes or something <laughs> like that. Just beautiful sight, that is. Absolutely beautiful sight. All right, Mads. Well, that wraps up the, the Swannies preview, but we might touch on the other games that are going on this weekend, mate. We will start off with Brisbane and Collingwood, which is a bit interesting. It's been, uh, you know, moved around from uh, the Gabba, coming down 
back down to Melbourne with the COVID scare up in Queensland. Who do we think, mate? I'm putting my – if I had to put some dollars on, it'd be on the Lions to bounce back. Absolutely. Collingwood, no good. I was at the Collingwood-Carlton game. That, yes, that how, was how was the footy oh, on the weekend, It was delightful. In the I – don't, I don't know if uh, many of the faithful are – uh, members of the MCC. Oh, the MCC. Boo. Oh, yes. Boo. <laughs> members, Dan. Yes. Um, you're not generally able to drink in your seats. You have to go and drink in the bar if you want to have a beer. Yep. But because of COVID, in their infinite wisdom, they're like, well... I'll allow. We don't, you don't come into the bar, you drink in your seats. Yep. Not that we're any further apart than I would be in the bull rink. But it was phenomenal and it was a great atmosphere. They didn't have the crowd that I think they thought they'd get. Yep. But I think you can put a bit of that down to just cautionary uh, movements from, from people. But it was bloody great to be back. Bloody great to be back. 100%. Carlton are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, Carlton are in a bit of trouble. There's no doubt about that. They are, uh, you know, the, col- the pies got it done pretty comprehensively. Do you know what? Thursday night. I'd let Cripps walk if I'll call him. Uh, Carlton. 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 Yeah, Let him walk. Let him walk. Yep. Don't, don't overpay him. So Brisbane for you as well, mate? Absolutely Brisbane. Yep. North Melbourne v the Doggies. This will be comprehensive. Doggies. Yeah. Easy at Marvel Friday night. Interestingly, uh, North... Friday afternoon, actually. They're playing the oh, two the, games the good on Friday. Friday. Good Friday. Two games on Good Friday. Um, interestingly, North uh, bringing in their number 29, Will Phillips, who they picked over Logan McDonald. Caulfield Grammar Boy. Caulfield Pretty Grammar sure. Boy. Pretty sure. Your boy. Yeah, one of our men. Wowee. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, no footballers coming out of St. Michael's, unfortunately. <laughs> Just actors. Um, that's how do you rate him? Do you know him? Nah, Flanners would know a bit about yeah, him. Yeah, Flanners would know a bit, know a bit. But uh, yeah, look, dogs get it done comprehensively dogs, there. Dogs have the best midfield in the competition. Very Not easy. even close. Now here's a game that coming into the year probably would be, you know, down the bottom of the list of what you would want to watch. But Adelaide v the Gold Coast this week. Oh, I like that. It's going to be a good game of footy. I like that. Is that on the afternoon time slot as well? That's that's the second game on Friday night. On fr- second game on Friday night. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, geez, Gold Coast wouldn't have played many Friday night. Adelaide, games. Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Wow. Um, Adelaide will get the job done. I reckon. I think the. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. At Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Over in Adelaide, Gold Coast are in, have have shown a bit. Who who they beat last week? North. Yeah, 50-point win over North, I think it was. So, look, they've beaten no one, but... Table, if you and I just got together a band of misfit homeless people, we could probably do North in, I would have thought. <laughs> probably could, mate. They're, they're struggling. They're a rabble of a club. Uh, we, we've already touched on the Richmond-Sydney game. Essendon v St Kilda. Two undermanned teams. St Kilda, surely. St Kilda, Essendon. Although they did not impress last week. They did not. Did not lost Shocking it. by foot. Yeah, against the D's. Yeah. D's got it done. And we all know what we think of the D's. Yeah, I tipped the D's surprise. So did I. Yeah. But I don't yeah. do that often. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think Port the Don's just got injury troubles.com. Huge problems. Shield. Shieldsy. Yeah, big loss, big loss. So Saints get it done there. Draper as well. Yeah. Ruck, That's arguably, it's just structure. Worse, yeah, yeah, structure. Yeah. It's it's a killer. It's a killer. West Coast, Port Adelaide, Saturday. Ooh. Saturday. Where's that plane being played, Devil? Over in WA. Off okay. the stadium. I still reckon Port. Yeah. Port My pit tip for the flag. Yeah, Port and, and West Coast had their opportunities against the Dogs on the weekend and couldn't, couldn't pull it off. So I'll, I'm with you too. I think Port get it done over there. Good challenge for them though. Very good. It'll be good to see where they're at. Carlton, Frio. I think Sonny Walters is back. Yo, boy. You've been calling for him. Been calling for him. Yeah. So, and where's that being played? Marvel. Sunday. Still reckon Freya. Yeah. Yep, so just the two games on Sunday. That's the uh, mid-arvo game in, into the Sunday night time slot that we love so much. 6.10 Australian Eastern Standard Time. GWS v Melbourne at Marnica in Canberra. Oh, you know what? That won't be bad. 
Yeah. I think that could be quite good. This is basically GWS's season on the line. I would say so. And probably Leon Cameron's career on the line. Big time against the D's who are coming off a win last week. You know, there's, there's a bit to this game. A lot to this game. Uh, I think uh, Melbourne just have a bit of class on, on field for mine. Petrarca, Viney, got the old heads of Jones. You've got the, the little snippet that they've got pick six oh, last year. Pickett. Pickett is a – yeah, Pickett. Pickett. Gun in there, Cosy Pickett. Cosy Pickett. That's the one I'm mm. thinking of. I think I think he is an exciting player. Oh, he's. It's the only reason you watch him. Yeah, really. so I, I think the D's could get it done up there. I think GWS, as we've spoken about, have had one of the largest premiership windows ever, and they've absolutely buckled it. Absolutely yeah. buckled it. The window is no longer open. Window's closed. It is closed. And I think uh, this this will. Bring in the requirement for a, a new head coach. Yeah, come season's end. See the see the first coach gone this year. You know what? Probably, but don't count out Carlton putting the hammer down on Teague. Yeah, could happen. There you go, Mads with the early call, and then come Easter Monday, Geelong v Hawks. I was going to go to this with a mate of mine. I haven't. I've completely spaced on booking tickets, and geez, I'd reckon it'd be almost fucking sold out. You would hope so. This is one of the games. Um, always, always a classic. This always is one of the, one of the games where it doesn't m- matter where the teams are on the ladders. This, it's always good. This is always a game. It's always good. This is always some sort of game. Hawks, you know, played okay against Richmond last week. Never really threatened, but. Do you Geelong, know what? Geelong just got the job done against... They weren't impressive, though. Brizzy? They weren't no, that impressive. They don't. And uh, I think Geelong may just uh, get over the Hawks here. I'm having a look. Yeah, I I think they will, but I think it'll be a close game. Yeah. Honestly. It, and it's always a good game, Mads. It is. Yeah, yeah I agree. Jeez. Um, I've always quite liked Geelong. Hated the way Joel Selwood went about it last week. Don't like it. I know he's a nice guy. I know he's a really nice guy. I've met him. Great guy. Plays a terrible brand of football for mine. <laughs> he ducks his head. He sooks. There's Gary Ron is a dick, let's be honest. <laughs> he is. Gary Rowan. Gee whiz. And I've been hearing whispers that we were happy to be rid of him. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt, but... But the way they played football last week, they, they should have lost the game. They should have, yeah. Didn't didn't like the way they went about it, so... But I'm not going to beg for Hawthorne either, am I? No, so you, you're tipping Geelong or the I'm Hawks? tipping Geelong, just. Tipping Geelong is Parado. Well, that just wraps up the tips from us here at True Blood. Wraps it's up been, everything, dude. It does. It's been an absolute pleasure, Mads. It's been an absolute pleasure... Uh, as we like to say every week, if you could just tell one fellow Sydney Swan supporter about our podcast and, you know, let them let them know, give them a quick listen. And if they enjoy it, hopefully, you know, they like, subscribe and leave us a review. We love that. And as we always say, speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies.